0: Here Come the Submarines, which lyrically doesn't have anything to do with the song at all really, although it does because Australia spent billions of dollars on submarines and a submarine deal with France that we then turned around and decided
1: not to do for some crazy reason. Welcome back to Growing Up Punk, the podcast about punk rock and all of its friends. My name is David. My friend, of course, is Aaron, and he has the opportunity, the privilege, I guess you could say. The privilege? The responsibility? I don't know. Anyway, he gets to introduce a brand new series that we are starting here on Growing Up Punk that we're calling the Discovering Series. The Idea is to introduce you maybe to some bands you haven't heard before. Obviously, uh, we've had a great ton of fun interviewing some of our favorites over the years, and that's going to continue to happen. Uh, The Discovering series is not going to bring an end to that by any means. We're just going to vary it up a little bit, I guess you could say. Uh, So, he is going to kick it all off with a band. The funny thing is, the idea with the Discovering series is to introduce, you know, maybe some newer bands. But the band that he's going to kick us all off with... Actually, formed in 1990 and has been releasing music uh, for quite some time. The band that he is introducing you to is a band called Body Jar. And the reason he wanted to go with Body Jar as one of his starters obviously, some of you may be aware of the band Body Jar. They've been around for quite a while, uh, but you know, maybe never fully getting that recognition, getting that name recognition out there that they deserve. So he wanted to go with this one. And the idea with the Discovering series is to not only talk about the band's music, get them to bring a couple songs that they want to talk about, but to also talk about the music that's maybe influenced them in one way or another. So that's what we're going to do. And that's what he's going to do when he chats. uh, I'm saying this as if it hasn't happened yet and it's upcoming. Clearly he's already had his conversation with Tom Reed plays guitar in the band. And uh, we're going to hear that in just a moment, but I did want to say to you, go ahead and follow us on social media at growing punk pod. That's our Twitter and our Instagram. And you'll find both of our, personal twitters and instagrams linked there Uh, also linked there are things like our patreon if you want to help support the show uh, throw a couple bucks a month our way you will get access to the episodes early when they are and it's not just like one day early sort of thing basically when i edit the episode put it together you're gonna get it right away so you can be in on all the buzz before the buzz or something like that i don't know uh, but you can, for a couple bucks a month, th- uh, throw us some support there. And as that community grows, we will start adding, you know, kind of some bonus material there as well. Uh, so if you're looking for a little bit more of the show, well, there you go. You can also uh, tell all of your friends about the show. Uh, that's really the easiest way to support us is to tell your friends about Growing Up Punk. If, if you got a friend who's a Body Jar fan or you're a fan of Body Jar and you think they need to hear this, send it their way. Or any, any one of our episodes, really. Um, but yeah, and we also got links to merch there. If you want to buy yourself a coffee mug, you could do that, or a sticker, or a t shirt. It's up to you. There's a few things there. All of that is linked in our social bios at Growing Punk Pod. So uh, let's not waste any more time. This is going to be a fun one. I'm looking forward to this series, the Discovering series. It's Discovering Body Jar on Growing Up Punk.
2: yeah uh what do you mean
0: <laughs> are we are we free to express as as we see fit
2: well your shirt says sorry so even if uh, you cross the line then i'll just read your shirt yeah that's it <laughs> yeah yeah all good man that's if you could lose the accent that's the only thing i ask just kidding <laughs>
0: <laughs> no worries eh?
2: yeah yeah, yeah, I'm uh, freezing here in Canada right now, and you're enjoying the, your summer there. I take it.
0: Yeah, it's probably thirty thirty degrees today. I don't know what that is
2: in. Are you Fahrenheit? Yeah. Uh, no, no, we're Celsius here. Oh, yeah, right, so it'd be, it's hot. be the same. But yeah, no, it's been today. It was like minus thirty five here, oh, and just wow. crazy wind in the the highways were closed and. 'Cause it's been snowing and stuff too. But yeah, no, it gets we had a few weeks here over Christmas where it was like minus fifty for like a week and a half, so it's gets wow. uh pretty intense. But have you guys you, you've been to Canada before, right?
0: So I wasn't in the band when they went uh the last time, no. And okay. We would when we did walk tour in I think it was two thousand, we didn't have visas to go we, there was a problem with whether our visas would allow us to leave and, and then come back. So we had to not go to Canada then or too, which was – so no, I've never been.
2: Yeah. Well, that's too bad. Well, it's definitely uh, nice here in the summer and and some of the other uh, touring months. But the winter, yeah, you can just skip that. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. Our winter's not great either. Not that cold, but still miserable.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, awesome. Well, let's uh yeah, let's get right into it. Here, let's start by talking about some records that that have influenced your style of uh, of music and writing and and so there was I had asked you for three albums. So it's uh, the first one is actually a Body Jar record, uh, No Touch Red, which was released in 1998. <laughs> So yeah, maybe tell me about why this record was influential. Maybe even kind of how you, because um, you said this was the record that came out right before you joined the band. So how did that all kind of play together?
0: So um, I was a fan of the band anyway. Um, so when that I bought that record the day it came out. So even if I, even if I wasn't in the band, that record would be one that I've always um has always been a favorite. Um, So, yeah, but obviously because I joined an established band, I need to make sure that that record is on my mind when I'm writing music for this band still, I guess, just so I don't forget their roots. Yeah. And it was such a great record. And that was recorded in Canada, I think. Oh, wow. Uh, I don't know if it was that one. Something that was done with uh, Bill and Stefan from Descendants.
2: Okay, those guys aren't in Canada, but unless they came up here like, for that, but
0: I feel like they, they went there for that.
2: Yeah. Oh, that's that's interesting.
0: I should probably know, but no, I don't.
2: Yeah. No, that's cool. Yeah, that's you know, that's that's really interesting that you know that the band that you're now in, that you still need to kind of be aware of of the roots and writing. Do you find that, you know, cuz I mean that was so long ago, do you find that, you know, when you're writing that that you still need to reference that quite often?
0: not in not so much as that i have to listen to it but i i wouldn't like to forget where where they came from definitely yeah. especially an album like that which is that's considered you know one of the best in the catalog by by the old fans yeah
2: yeah, no, that's cool. I Actually, I'm not super familiar with that one. I got into to Body Jar with uh, with How It Works. I think that was in 2000, so it was just a few years later. But I did go back and listen to it this week, and so it is cool to kind of hear what kind of came before um, some of the albums that I got into. So, yeah, that's yeah. that's really unique and, and, and different than, than most other people, you know, where they have an album from the band that they're kind of influenced <laughs> by yeah
0: Yeah, i I wouldn't i wouldn't have said it about one of the albums that i was part of but (laughs) yeah i um yeah i don't want to forget who they were definitely before i joined it's part of yeah it's part of my job i I think to to keep that top of the list
2: yeah no that's really cool yeah the next one you picked is against me's white crosses from 2010 (laughs) A team. So a uh, kind of quite a drastic kind of change from, from the body jar album and so I'd love to kinda of hear your thoughts on, on this album and this band and why you find them influencing your, your style of writing.
0: Um so lyrically I, I really love it. I, I didn't really get into them until I I um listened to the, the Tranny book on on uh, as an audio book. Um and when he when he was talk when she was talking about that record, um, and the things that influenced the writing of the lyrics and some of those songs, I found I was I just had to go and listen to the songs, and then just instantly fell in love with it because I felt like I could relate to the songs already. Yeah. Um, and then yeah, lyrically amazing and melodically really great too, and sort of really simple songs. Which is something that um, Cam's certainly been trying to beat into me for years—is to simplify my songs and mm. stop trying to be Propagandy, because we're we're just not that good.
2: Yeah, well, that's—I mean—that's yeah, kind of a whole whole other level. But do you find that with your style that you're sometimes trying, like, to be more technical or to be more riffy, kind of, in things, or why why do you bring up a band like Propagandy? Is that do you find that that kind of clashes sometimes with your style
0: um oh, i think you just uh, i don't know if it's a maybe we're i'm tr- too scared to do something that's too simple and we, we try and hide i might try and hide behind, behind something that's that riffs out really hard and i mean i love riffs yeah um but we'll never be able to do riffs like Propaganda.
2: Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, what's cool about music, you know, you can take so many different influences or parts and, you know, maybe it doesn't have to be as technical or as riffy, but, you know, maybe it's a certain kind of melody or progression or something and, and incorporate it in there. You know, somebody yeah. might not even listen to that, even pull that out of there, but you can take it, you know, from the writing style and, and kind of piece it together like that. So that's, yeah, that's a really cool reference.
0: Yeah. No, and I just, yeah, really fell in love with that record. And, Like my kids liked it, you know, I don't know. It was just a good one, good one to get around. I really liked it.
2: Yeah, well, that's cool.
0: Some of the B-sides that didn't get on the record are are amazing too. So I just feel like they were just in this real purple patch of writing amazing tunes.
2: Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I, I went and listened to it after after you had sent it and yeah like they're a band that I'm, I'm aware of i've heard them before i don't know if i've ever listened to an album kind of from start to finish but i did find myself enjoying it and even kind of hearing some of that influence as well so that's that's neat and then the last one you picked is going way back to 1982 and midnight oils 10 to 1 so ten, nine, eight, seven, six, 9 etc to 1 Well, this is not not a band I'm familiar with. I went and listened to this album, and it definitely kind of really takes you back to that era. And so, I'm yeah. curious as to kind of how this has impacted you.
0: Um, so that was that's been a favorite of mine since I was a kid. Um, it was probably more as far as writing for this record. It was lyrically important to because we we started, the the album started getting this theme of you know it was. Sort of a bit anti government and it was a bit political sort of in a way and um and that and they're a really political band, so that was a good album to reference as well, as mm. far as just making the songs about something, not just you know whatever crap that we've been doing in the past and
2: yeah, do you find that you know being influenced by you know these are three very different albums you know when you're writing. Kind of, how do you draw different influences from different albums? Like, is it something really specific? Like, like you said, with you know, like lyrically, um, or like you know, a topic where it's like, okay, this band I know has a similar topic. I'm going to kind of be influenced by that. Or how do you kind of mishmash that all into kind of a cohesive song?
0: Don't know. As far as the midnight oil reference, I um, there's a song on the album called Big Shot, and that was that was a really Midnight oily song, and so I don't know, just when I'd come to a part and I was trying to come up with a new bit i'd i'd um I wouldn't you know I'd be like, well, I wonder what midnight oil would do here or what's a midnight oil chord that might you know work and um and then when it was came to coming up with the melodies the the verses were really sparse, guitar wise and whatnot, and so I actually sang the melodies. In a Peter Garrett style voice, which was really bad, but um, it let me just, I just, it, I could then just go wherever I wanted, and it didn't really matter. Yeah. Um. But I remember sending the song to Grant, who was our bass player, and he was in the, and he just said, "I just, can you? It's a great song, but stop singing it like a dickhead, because I can't concentrate." Yeah. <laughs> so then I had, you know. And then I went back, sang it normally, and um, it sounded good. And then, um, and Cam sang it on the record, so he put his own spin on it anyway.
2: Okay, yeah. Well, what's neat about having different influences like this is, you know, you can draw from them as the writer, but the listener doesn't necessarily pull that out of it, right? Like you know, if I listened to it, I wouldn't have thought of, of these references, you know, besides the, the body jar one. And so it's cool that as a musician, as an artist, that you can draw from so many different aspects, but it doesn't, like you're not being influenced it to, to translate it the same way, right? You're kind of taking it in, filtering it out through body jar. And so I yeah. think that's, yeah, it's just a really kind of cool thing that, I I like talking to musicians about because, you know, I might listen to a band like Body Jar and be like, yeah, they're influenced by, you know, 90s skate punk and this and that. And, 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 you know, you probably are, but that's not necessarily the only influence, right? There's so much other that goes into that. And so it's cool to hear how those influences kind of have shaped your style.
0: Yeah. And yeah, yeah. When you, when I do it like that, I I find, you know, I can take it as far to, to ridiculous as I want. Um, which is a great way to do it, and then then it, then if I get the ability with the guys to then bring it back and body jar it, then it, it turns into a a cool song that's just a little bit different than what we would have done normally. And I did actually, there is a midnight oil lyric in that song as well. that It says, um, "Here come the submarines,"
2: which okay. lyrically
0: doesn't have anything to do with the song at all, really. Although it does, because Australia spent billions of dollars on submarines and a submarine deal with France that we then turned around and decided not to do for some crazy reason. Okay.
2: <laughs> Interesting. Yeah. Well, yeah. So let's talk a bit about the new album. So your new album, New Rituals, this is your first new album in, in seven years or so. What can you kind of tell us about the writing, recording, and kind of the overall creative process uh, that went into this album?
0: Um, so it's been a long time in the making. We started it before... COVID hit here we'd actually I don't know if yeah we'd started recording it before our first lockdown which was two years ago or something yeah some of the songs would be maybe five years old um so we, we 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 hadn't even really talked about doing a record and then we got together and we thought well if we want to keep playing we have to make another record so we we jammed we, we, and we'd get sort of four or five songs together in a block and then go to the studio and bash them out, you know, normally drums and guitars and all that like we always do. Um, and, yeah, so we did it in blocks and we'd sort of finish the song, most of it, and then go back, rehearse and write and finish off another block and then go back and record them. Mm. And yeah. I think at one stage, because of the lockdowns, we we weren't really allowed to. We weren't allowed to travel far and rehearse, but we could go to the studio. So we okay. did actually write, write and arrange a, a little bit in there for one of those blocks, which is something we've never done before because studio time is just expensive. But we managed to make a deal with the guy because he couldn't use it anyway, and yeah. So
2: that was fun. Did you find that challenging, having to kind of do it in blocks versus just kind of having your 10, 12 songs and having two weeks to get it done and then you kind of move on? Or did you like having just kind of that space and time in there?
0: I think for us it was easier just to focus on those small, almost like doing three EPs um, in a row. It was, it was easier just to focus on those songs at the time. And I think... Yeah, I actually quite like doing it like that. I'd do that again.
2: Yeah. Well, and so you said some of these songs are five years old already? Yeah. yeah. so like, Easily. Yeah. Does that, like, do you remember writing some of these? I mean, I know five years isn't that long ago, but it seems like a lot has happened even just in the last few years. Like, does it kind of feel like, wow, these songs are finally kind of getting out there for people to hear? and Or do you <laughs> kind of just do it and kind of forget about it or how does that process all work
0: yeah so the first song on the record is really old um but and yeah and i'm already up to the stage where i'm ready to do another record and this one hasn't come out yet
2: yeah that's crazy
0: and and we still don't even know when we're going to get the chance to tour it so we're still not open as far as touring goes that
2: yeah has
0: to keep changing keep moving and we're sort of stuck in limbo a
2: bit yeah um, well I, I guess maybe one of the good parts is it is a bit easier to to release music now so even if you did have another album in you know a year year and a half like it, it wouldn't be that out of place to to release music again but i guess yeah. it all kind of depends on what everything else that's going on and so yeah that, that's just different i guess just kind of stuck in the mindset of you know you get you spend a certain amount of time writing recording you know four months later the album comes out but clearly that's not the yeah. case especially during covid where you know it's been a year or two or five and
0: yeah exactly and there's no rules like there's no no one really knows what to do so everyone's yeah. making their own you know they've all got their own snow making their own trail out there at the moment so yeah i mean if it keeps going like this i'd happily just go back and in, into the studio and um start recording again
2: yeah did you find you had any kind of specific inspirations for writing this record kind of as a whole
0: um we were all pretty uh pissed off um with the state of government in australia at the time so there's definitely a theme there um i think it's kind of unfortunate that it's come out now after after all the um COVID stuff because i wouldn't want people to Get confused that COVID had anything to do with the sentiment of this record because it right. doesn't. It was all written before that happened. Um, but you know, it was all pretty random, and the, and they just it just ended up having a theme. And we don't we would rarely write lyrics to a song before it's done, or we wouldn't. It, the song takes sort of takes its own journey, and it just happened that the good lyrics that we'd mumbled out when making up the melodies all sort of had this similar thing.
2: Yeah, that's really cool. Any kind of story behind the artwork? I, I really like the the cover. It has a really cool kind of nostalgic feel to it. and So I wonder yes. if there was any story behind that.
0: I've got one on the wall there.
2: Um, oh, yeah. That's so right.
0: that, That's actually a photo of Cam's daughter, Marley, um, on her bike. Yeah, and she had that mask on. It was just a random oh, wow. photo that he'd taken. And he sort of said, oh, Oh, this this would be kind of cool for a cover, but you know, he never really said it seriously because he didn't want to be that. I want my daughter on the front cover of our album, guy. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, dude, that's awesome! Like, that, it fits perfectly. Um, and then so we had an artist do up the background and make it a little bit apocalyptic, and um, yeah, it's really cool. I love it.
2: Yeah. Oh, that's uh, that's rad. Yeah. So someone listened to to your new album or listens to it, what kind of do you hope people kind of walk away with after listening, you know, besides it not being about COVID? Is there <laughs> any kind of like specific like theme or something if someone listened to it, you know, that, uh, to kind of walk away with like, you know, a certain thought or feeling or anything?
0: No, not really. I, people can take away from it what they will. I, yeah, I don't know. We didn't didn't really think about that when we were doing it. I just hope it puts a a smile on people's faces. I hope it wants them, um, makes them want to see us live. Yeah, that's what we love doing. Really, is getting out there and playing a show.
2: Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, no, I just I always like ask. I mean, like you said, these songs were kind of written and recorded in chunks too. So maybe it's not as kind of you know uniformed, you know, theme wise or whatever. And you know, the, yeah. there, might, there might be bands like Propaganda where it's like we want our listeners to, you know, really be aware of, you know, veganism or whatever, different different kind of issues. So, yeah, I just I think it's kind of a cool thing to get the, the artist's perspective on kind of what they're hoping people will, will take from it. But, yeah, a, a good time is, is always a good thing to walk away with.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, I hope there's a few things in there that people might, you know, Google and want to learn more about if something, you know pricks their brain that way but um yeah i'm easy i you know let's i just want people to come and see us play live
2: yeah yeah for sure well your music's been wanting me to make me see you guys play live for 20 some years and i'm still waiting for it to happen so get over to canada
0: (laughs) no we really want to It's, it's i think as i was saying we we did walk tour in 2000 and i think we sold more merch in canada on the shows we didn't play than we did at any other show that we did play in the States. Yeah.
2: Wow crazy.
0: So I think we yeah, we won't waste our time going to America or just straight to Canada now I think.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Well let's uh let's change the subject a little bit to uh I'm always curious to hear who artists or musicians would like to collaborate with and uh so is there yeah anybody kind of from the punk scene that you'd be interested to collaborate with or somebody from outside of it that you think would make a, a good fit for body jar?
0: Yeah, so I did. I got your question. I had to think about that. I've been listening to the um, the latest face to face record.
2: Oh, so good.
0: Was it no way out but through? Yeah. Um, And that just reminded me how awesome they are. Um, So that I think two sort of melodic punky bands that could make a really cool song together. I'd love to work with with someone out of that.
2: Yeah, that right good. on. Yeah, um, how about kind of from outside of of our music scene?
0: So I don't know. Have you heard of Silverchair? Yeah, yeah. So they did. They did alright over there.
2: Yeah, I yeah. I remember Frog Stomp coming out when I was like twelve or yeah. thirteen or something, and yeah, I was super into that album.
0: And um, what about the Diorama record? Did you get that one?
2: Uh, like, the, was that one of their later albums?
0: Yeah. So that they did a record with. Um, uh, Van Parks, Uh, and that was that one. And so he's that crazy, he he writes symphony thing, you know. Oh, okay. Ranger. And um, so, yeah, I I just, he's got a, Daniel Johns has got a a podcast that came out a little while ago and it was amazing. And um, I thought, yeah, what a, that'd be a cool guy to work with. I'm sure it would never happen. But um, someone who's got access to the kind of people like that and um, uh, like Nick Lorne produced, I don't know, maybe one or two of their records. And he's a producer that I've I've always loved. He did that Midnight Oil 10 to 1 record. Okay, Um, He did uh, The Idols, not the latest one, but I think the one before that, which is a really cool record. But yeah, someone like that. Not just for him, because he's a freaking genius, but also, I don't know, just love to be able to access the kind of people that someone like that can work with.
2: Yeah. Yeah, no, it's always cool to kind of dream about what could be, right? Even if there's a very slim chance of of that ever happening, it's fun to just kind of envision what could, you know, a Body Jar song be like if it had, you know, such and such a person... You know, kind of behind the scenes working on it, so it's always kind of cool to hear you know who yeah. different people kind of vision or have kind of see being a part of of their vision so yeah, that's yeah, rad.
0: someone to dis- completely dismantle it and make a deconstructed body jar salad and that'd be amazing,
2: yeah, just limbs everywhere, hey. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, no, that's cool. Yeah, let's uh, let's chat about a few of the songs uh, from your um, upcoming album. So, uh, the first song that you picked was Surrender. you said this kind of sums up the record it was the last song written simple and straightforward kind of anything you want to expand on that song or why kind of it stands out besides those points
0: yeah and look that's probably one that got that was influenced pretty heavily by um um by against me i reckon okay um so and that was i think that was the last song i did for the record so it was done and it was done actually really late just before we went in to do the last block and it kicked uh, another song off the record.
2: Oh, how do you feel about that?
0: Well, it was one of my songs that got booted, oh, no! <laughs> but it was a song and it, it wasn't, it didn't fit lyrically on the record. And, um, I've had that feeling like no one ever actually said they didn't like it, but no one ever wanted to work on it. And, um, I, I tried to save it by getting a, um, a friend, uh, Zoe Randall. I don't know if you've ever heard of Leluke. They're like a folk sort of band.
2: No, I haven't.
0: Um, so I got her to sing on it. Um, and its I think it sounded amazing, but it just didn't fit on the record. And anyway, so I was like, I know everyone hates this song. And uh, and I went and just um, wrote Surrender pretty quickly too. And you can tell it's simple. It's simple as hell, but I think it's just pretty effective.
2: Yeah. Well, yeah. That, that's cool that you picked uh, the last one. Just saying how some of these songs are, you know, up to five years old, and then there's this one that's, you know, maybe six months old or a year or something like that, right?
0: Yeah, probably. Oh, yeah, it'd, be, it'd be over a year now because I think we finished tracking. I don't even know how long.
2: Okay. Forever. So when you, when you wrote this one, did you already like you knew that it was going to be kind of the last song for the album?
0: No, I was writing two at the same time. Oh, okay. I actually thought the other one was better. It was more riffy. And <laughs> so I'm pretty sure Cam and uh, Caleb, our manager, w- were more interested in the simpler one. But um, yeah, it, I don't know. It just kind of, it was one of, you know, the, every now and then you get one and it comes out fast. And it was just, it's so, it's just got that catchy kind of basic thing. And I just, chucked it down
2: yeah so how does how does this song sum up the record like what part of it like when you said that it kind of sums up the record like in in what regards
0: uh i just like that so lyrically um it's kind of like in my mind there was like a superhero coming to save the world like is anyone gonna come out and be the earth's defender like Mm. and i just pictured like a dude in a superman suit coming to save the world
2: (laughs) yeah yeah no that's that's cool we're we're all
0: just sitting around waiting for something to happen yeah like as it all goes to shit
2: yeah yeah right on yeah then the second one that you picked is get out of my head Uh, maybe the newest i think this this video was just released this last week uh, i believe um yeah i mean this is you know it's super catchy i love that opening guitar riff you know i just instantly kind of had me hooked high energy song catchy chorus um yeah so you said this was the best co-written song on the record i'd love to kind of hear kind of how that uh, came together with everyone
0: yeah so i think we were we were away playing a couple of shows um and I think I had a chorus riff, maybe Cam had a verse riff and we, I don't know, we just kind of moulded these two songs together. And um, I don't know, I remember like walking past Cam's room and Nick, the bass player, was there playing this riff on guitar and, and like, yeah, yeah, that's the intro. And I'm like, oh, whatever, and I went and had a swim and came back and they had the intro going into the verse and, and the chorus and then we nutted out that pre-chorus. It was just, we just hadn't worked together. Especially with Nick, he's new. Um, we hadn't really worked together like that yet, really well, and um, and that that song just worked, and everyone had a slice of it, which is always exciting. I love it when that happens because sometimes in the studio, it's like, oh, this is my song, and um, and then people sit back on the couch going, oh, I wish we'd hurry up. I'm sick of Tom's songs, and then <laughs> everyone's really excited when it's a it's a a group collaboration sort of song
2: yeah has that changed kind of over the years just how you write is it less together in a room and more kind of separate or has it always kind of been where you have your songs and you know McCam has his or how does that all work together
0: so it used to be more um we sit at home come up with riffs and then get together and um and you know build the whole song together or you know maybe two of us or two or three of us um but that was back in the days when you know we shared houses and we all lived right. in Brunswick in Melbourne and you know it was it was so easy and we'd be touring all the time you know so there's so these guitars you're always hanging out whereas now I live at the beach of you know three kids and a job cams in out the other side of Melbourne two kids in a skate shop uh nicks in Melbourne so it's just there's just not that time to get together anymore and Mm, work that way um it's been good in a way because you you know you're forced to work on your own craft and try and deliver something that's a little bit more whole
2: yeah well that's a it's a a thing that a lot of bands probably don't ever get to the point where they have to do that right like lots of bands they would just you know tour full-time kind of until they're done and then there's bands like Body Jar and, and lots of other ones, like you said, like face to face before. Kind of those like legacy bands that are still going, but you know, life has changed so much for you guys that you kinda of have to shift the way, you know, you you are a band. And so it's I mean, it's awesome that you can still, you know, find a way to make it work and you kinda of have to be able to compromise and give and take on that, but it's obviously worth it, right, to, to kind of keep doing it.
0: Yeah, and the the I mean the main thing is just you can't be precious about your songs you so if i bring a song to the band and and nick might say oh the the bridge is the chorus you know what and just completely dismantle it put it back together again and um, make a better song out of it and if you're not willing to let people um get their mitts on your stuff then it's a bit of a waste of time so I, t- we totally allow that to happen Uh, you know that's a that's a free for all when the song gets gets to the jam room anyone can do what they want with it
2: yeah uh... yeah and i imagine that's a bit of a process too like i mean now you've been doing it for so long maybe that's easier you know maybe when when artists are younger that's a bit harder to kind of for someone to be like ah that song kind of sucks it's like oh but i thought that was so cool and that that is kind of a, a hard dynamic you know when you have more than one kind of you know main writer in the band
0: yeah, and like every song you write, you think is the best song you've ever written. Um, yeah, you know, and you stay up all night, and and I'll and I'll email it off that night, and I'll wake up in the morning like, why hasn't anyone responded to my email? <laughs> like, what are they doing? What you know? They should have got up in the morning, checked their phone, listened to it really loud on headphones, and um, yeah, and then and then you listen to it in the morning, and it is it's shit.
2: Yeah. <laughs> yeah that's such a funny thing, right? I guess any kind of creative type would have those types of moments, right It's just the kind of ups and downs of you know yeah. when you put lots of time and effort into something, then you know you kind of want it to to have a voice of some kind but yeah I guess all that all that stuff kind of comes and goes but yeah well that's awesome i'm I'm really excited for this album I mean, I did not expect a new body jar album this year so i was super excited when i when i saw you guys releasing that and released your first single and video and so yeah that's that's really rad what uh yeah i mean you, you've kind of mentioned touring um anything else you're kind of hoping to accomplish in the coming year you know either as a band or personally if there's anything you know that you're doing that might be interesting um kind of outside of the band? what would
0: be interesting for me would be a holiday yeah I don't know if you guys have had a chance to have one in the last couple of years, but
2: yeah, just kind of locally, but nothing, nothing yeah. more. Well, you said you live at the beach. You got a holiday every day.
0: Yeah. But so the problem with my work, <laughs> is if, I, if I'm here, people think oh, I'm free to go to work.
2: Right. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just bugging you. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but um, uh, yeah. So, and, and in, in that holiday, usually a, a tour would instigate a holiday because we, go somewhere and we don't tour um, in big long blocks anymore. We we do weekends often some in a row, some sort of scattered around the calendar. So if we book a gig somewhere nice, I might take the whole family, um, have a holiday, but you know, just want to play some gigs. The one thing I love about playing gigs is uh, I've got three boys aged 12 to six. So when I go away with the band, and even if it's just for one night, um, I find out where we're going. I, I start looking up um, restaurants, and I'm like, I'll find a restaurant. Well, you know, for, so we can all go out for dinner, and we just have this amazing kid-free hmm. meal. Yeah, and that's the best thing <laughs> in the world. And then we, and then we get to go and play a punk show and um, have a few beers. Yeah, wake up, wake up when we want to wake up, not when. Someone wants you to make them some, some Wheaties or whatever.
2: Yeah. Right. Do you find that your kids are interested in, in music or the band? Have they kind of picked up on that or is that kind of out of their realm?
0: Yeah, no, they are. Uh, the eldest one plays drums. Um, yeah, they're interested in it. It annoys them. like They don't like me going away. But I have right. said to them, you know, if this is – if this – you know, if you really don't like this so much, you know, I'm – I'll quit and they're like, Oh no, 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 don't do that. Because I think it gives them just that little bit of, um, kudos in the, in the, um, in the play yard, the play yard.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. I, I mean, my they dad,
0: don't place in a punk band.
2: Yeah. <laughs> well, that, I mean, they, they see that brings you joy and, you know, gives you a creative outlet and, and, and I think that's good for kids to see. I mean, that's cool that you're open enough to say like, you know, I'm committed to you guys. If you want me to quit, to be around, I will, but also for for kids to see that you know parents still have things they want to do with their time you know outside yeah. of just being a parent because i mean that can kind of get mundane too i mean it's it's a great thing to be a parent i mean i've got 3 kids as well and but i mean <laughs> yes. i i love getting to do this right just kind of stay up a little bit after they go to bed and, and talk to yeah. a, a, a cool musician and and just to have those outlets so that i can be a better parent because then i'm not just kind of frustrated or tired or or whatever so Yeah, that's kind of that's cool to to kind of include include them in it too.
0: Yeah, and it's amazing how much better a parent you are if you get those little release moments. You know, if it's definitely surf or yeah, get away for a night, go to jam, and then because yeah, if you're stuck with them twenty four seven in lockdown trying to be a teacher and a parent my god no kidding tired
2: yeah well (laughs) especially when uh, we got to deal with winter here too so we can't even get outside you know some some days and uh it's just mayhem (laughs) just trying to keep them busy and give them good things to use their energy towards and yeah, no, it's yeah. it's challenging, but lots to be thankful for, and you know, if if they're happy and healthy, then that's great. So absolutely, but, you can't just tell
0: them to go out and shovel snow, can you?
2: Well, we do that too, but that doesn't always last super long. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, awesome. Well, I don't want to uh, keep you much longer here. Anything else you want to say or share before I let you go?
0: Um, no, I'm pretty happy. Thank you very much for having me, though.
2: Yeah, thanks so much for making the time. Greatly appreciate it. Super excited for the new album and I'll be uh, keeping my eyes out for Body Jar in Canada sometime in the next five to ten years. <laughs> yeah, look, hopefully we
0: can get there one day. I mean there was we were there was discussions going on before all this happened. Um but they're always you know, they're always this far away. It, yeah. It's always so close, but um yeah, it's it's a long way away. Um, yeah,
2: yeah, no, I I understand that might not might not ever be a reality. So as long as you get to go play somewhere, then I'll, I'll be happy for you.
0: <laughs> no, it's got to happen. It's got to happen one day. It's got to. We've got to make friends with a Canadian band that we could bring out here and and return It's off with their heads. Are they Canadian?
2: I I do know the band. Uh, I I don't know if they would be or not. Do you know who uh, Belvedere is at all?
0: Yeah, 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 no, uh, we've played with those guys.
2: Yeah, yeah, they would be, yeah, I mean, they released an awesome album last year. Oh, uh, did they, they? Yeah. Yeah, you I should go check it out. On. It was in my uh, top 10 of last year.
0: Oh, wow. Oh, well, what's it called?
2: Uh, Hindsight is the Sixth Sense.
0: Awesome. Oh, well, that's what I'll listen to. I've got a, about a 30-minute drive to to my job after this, and it, so that'll give me a something to listen to
2: yeah yeah right on well thanks so much tom greatly appreciate it look forward to the new album and uh hopefully it's a a great year for for you and body jar
0: thanks aaron legend